If you are quiet in a meeting, you could be having the most brilliant ideas in your head. You could be solving world hunger and world peace in your head. But if the person next to you is in the conversation and you're not, no one will ever know. You got there by bravely facing them. And when you do that, you have this knowledge inside that you are capable of doing hard things, that you are very strong, and that you have more capacity to lead and take up space than you might think you do. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new here, hello, hello. My name is Jess. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a career and leadership coach for women in the nine to five space. And my work is all about helping women build confidence, find their voice at work, and rise up faster in their careers. I am so excited about today's episode because I am speaking to what is probably my favorite topic at its core, which is what it means to be a leader. And what I'm going to be explaining to you in this episode is how to use meetings strategically in your career to really demonstrate to the people around you that you are highly promotable, how to use meetings to position yourself as the person that people, and specifically leaders and your boss, but as the person that people will want to choose to place into a leadership position when a leadership position opens up in your organization. You have so much more power than you realize to do things that increase the odds of you landing those positions. And meetings are one of the biggest places where you influence that outcome. And I am so excited to walk you through that and to dive very deeply into some of the principles of leadership that are so important if you do plan on having a big career and you want to rise up and be a leader and get promoted and keep on evolving and advancing at work. Before I dive into the content for today, I have a couple of exciting announcements to share with you. If you've been listening to the past couple of episodes, you know that my signature group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy, is going to be launching and going to be open for enrollment soon. The Art of Speaking Up Academy is a six-month professional development program designed to help you become a confident and articulate communicator and designed to help you build the inner strength and inner confidence that you need to stop hiding and to become a powerful, authoritative voice in meetings. I will be teaching you the comprehensive toolkit for becoming a powerful voice in the room, and you'll be learning both the surface-level communication skills And you'll be doing the inner mindset work that you're going to need to powerfully bring those skills to the surface. 
I am so excited about this program. It is going to be an intimate cohort of women. And if you are ready to commit more deeply to your own journey and your own transformation, I would love to invite you to join us. Next week, I will be opening up early bird enrollment. You'll have the chance to enroll in the program at a discount. And you'll also have the chance to get special bonuses like a private session with me included in your enrollment. If you are interested in being part of the early bird enrollment, make sure to add your name to the waitlist because I will only be sharing the early bird enrollment with the waitlist. You can join the waitlist by going to jessguzzitcoaching.com slash academy and add your name. And once you're on there, you will be notified as soon as the program is open for enrollment. You'll be one of the first to have the opportunity to join. And I would love to see you inside the program. The second announcement that I'm sharing, which I am very jazzed about, is in honor of the launch of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I created a free three-part audio course to help you grow your confidence and become a more powerful communicator. This three-part audio course is titled The Most Powerful Woman in the Room. And in it, I walk you through the six foundational building blocks that are required to build a voice that is confident, strong, and authoritative in the meeting room. If you are ready to double down on building that voice, and if you are ready to try to find that confident woman who already is inside you, who is probably itching to come out, I would love to have you take that course. To sign up for the most powerful woman in the room, head over to justguzzitcoaching.com slash free resources Once you sign up, the entire course, all three parts will be sent to you. So you will be able to binge the entire thing and get kickstarted on your journey to embodying the most powerful woman in the room. I love the course so much. I love the name so much. I love the concept of being the most powerful woman in the room so much. It literally makes my entire body tingle. And I hope it does the same for you when you take the course. I will link it below. That is jessguzzitcoaching.com slash free resources. And now it is time to talk about becoming a bold ass leader in meetings. This is so important. I feel like what I'm sharing in today's episode matters almost more than anything else. And I honestly feel like what I'm about to share is it's about so much more than meetings. What I'm really sharing is about who you're being in meetings. And when you become the person who is showing up in meetings in a way that makes people around you want to promote you, you are also showing up as a bigger version of yourself, right? It's not just about that one meeting. It's about you transforming from someone with an employee mindset, someone who lets your fears and doubts get in the way, someone who's hiding and playing small. It's about transforming from that person into a confident, strong, bold, mature leader. 
That is what I want for you. And to start off this episode, before I dive into the steps and the how and the core teachings, I want to share a concept with you that is going to really help you understand why this matters so much and why meetings matter so much. And this is for those of you that want to have big growth in your career, big leaps in your career, right? This is for those of you that are eyeing some of those more senior management positions and thinking like, oh, I want that one day. That's where I want to be. Now, in your career, in order to get to those positions, you are going to have to have transitions where you are being promoted from a role that you've done into a role that is a stretch and bigger and a challenge relative to what you've done before. There is no way to grow into those management roles and to keep moving up without making these leaps from a role that you've gotten good at, that you've proven yourself at, that people know that you can do, to a role where you are unproven and you are making a leap into something new and stretching into something new. This is really important because the leaders in your organization, especially your manager, but possibly other leaders too, they're the ones that make the decisions around who to put in those roles and who to promote. And when a big opportunity opens up, who they want to move into that opportunity. And if it's a role or an opportunity that is bigger than what you've done before, it means they don't have hard evidence that you can do these things because by definition, making a big leap, making a a quantum leap in your career means doing something that you haven't done. And again, you need those quantum leaps in order to be on that trajectory towards these bigger leadership positions over the medium and long term. So inherently, you're asking someone to bet on you. And when someone is betting on you, they're putting themselves at risk and they're putting their neck on the line for you. And so the question here becomes, how do you give leaders and your boss the confidence to do that? That takes not just thinking that you're good at your job. That takes someone wanting to push for you, wanting to fight for you, wanting to advocate for you to jump into something that you don't yet have a track record for. How do you get someone to do that? The way that you get someone to do that is you make it really easy for them to imagine you in that new role. This is so important. Imagination means thinking in our minds about something that isn't real, that hasn't happened. You need to make it very easy for your leaders to think about you in their minds as succeeding in those new roles, even though they have never seen it before. You need to make it really easy for them to imagine that. And this is where meetings become critically important because who you're being in meetings and how you're showing up in meetings and the level and quality that you're contributing at is going to determine whether it is easy for them to imagine you making that leap. 
So the goal of what I'm teaching you in this episode and the goal of these principles and the goal of this four-part roadmap is to give you a set of behaviors that help the leaders around you envision you succeeding in a role that they have not yet seen you succeed in. What you are communicating to them when you do these things is that you can easily overperform in your current role and that your thinking is more advanced and that your ability to lead is more advanced than your current role. Therefore, it makes sense for them to imagine you in a bigger role and to advocate for you and to believe that you will succeed. So there are four steps to this, four levels of this, and they build upon one another. So I'm going to list them from the easiest step to the hardest, scariest step. So the four steps to this, the four ingredients to this, I call present, thinking deeply, moving forward, and relentless. And each of these is a principle that guides your behavior and how you are showing up and how you are acting in meetings. And I'm going to start with the easiest ones, which are the ones where you're the least exposed, you're taking up the least amount of space, these are the least scary, and they're going to increase in terms of scariness and exposing yourself. And I know that exposing yourself can feel just wildly terrifying. I I see you so much in that, if that is you, because that was me. And what I want you to know, if being seen in a meeting feels really, really scary, is I want you to know two things. First, things that feel really scary can become much less scary over time with a little bit of focus and the right tools. So just because something feels scary or just because I tell you something and it feels like maybe a stretch or it feels like maybe it's not something that you can do doesn't mean that that's true. And it certainly doesn't mean that that has to be true in the long run. Keep your mind open to the idea that something that feels hard and exposing might not feel that way for eternity, forever. That's the first thing. The second thing that I want to say is part of what it means to lead is to be seen. And this is something that comes up in my client work all the time. I will be supporting a client through something hard, something scary, and they'll be feeling all of those hard, scary feelings around this milestone. And usually when I'm working with my clients, the milestones that we're working on together are all building to this longer term outcome of them getting a a role or a promotion that is really important to them. And what I'm always telling them is that you dealing with this hard thing now is building a muscle that you are going to be very happy you built when you get into that role. So when you challenge yourself today and you are willing to show up for and do this scary thing now, you are going to reap the benefits of that when you get promoted later. The actions that you take today and your willingness to face your fear today shrinks your imposter syndrome in the future. (laughs) It makes me think of like investing and people invest in futures and whatever, and you're like investing in, I don't know, the price going up or down. But the scary action today is an investment in your confidence in the future. 
So as you lean into these behaviors in meetings today, I guarantee you that when you find yourself promoted, you find yourself in a bigger position or even just a bigger project, something that feels like a stretch and challenging and scary, you are going to feel so fortified from the inside out because you didn't get to that place by avoiding all the scary things and hiding from the things that scare you and being in avoidance. You got there by bravely facing them. And when you do that, you have this knowledge inside that you are capable of doing hard things, that you are very strong, and that you have more capacity to lead and take up space than you might think you do. And when you know that those things are true, it makes it so much easier for you to step into these bigger spaces. So I want you to think of everything that I'm sharing in this episode as training for the future and training for that leadership position or that role that, you know, if you don't do this work today, you are going to feel that much more afraid and that much more wobbly in that position. So with that being said, I'm going to walk you through the four principles, present, thinking deeply, moving forward, relentless. And these are things that I really credit my own professional success with. These are some of the things that I brought to the work that I did, that I brought to meeting rooms that really helped me stand out. And I want to offer them to you so that you can not only stand out in your work environment, but so that you can also feel the feelings of confidence and power that comes with being able to be this way in the room. Okay, so present. So the first thing that leaders and executives need in order to have that ability to imagine you in a bigger role and to have that confidence to support you is they need to know that you're present, right? So I want you to imagine this situation. I want you to imagine that you are training two new employees. Let's say you have hired two new employees to work for your company, and you're walking them through a PowerPoint that is that is training them on how to do their job. And I want you to imagine that one of them is really, really quiet and just doesn't say anything the whole time. And then one of them is super engaged, and they're asking questions, and they're making comments, and they're talking about the content. You get to the end of the training, and you find out that there is only one position, and you need to choose one of these two employees to do the job that you just trained them for. Who are you going to choose and why? This is a really interesting situation because there's one employee that you know was thinking about the material and you know what they were thinking about the material because they spoke to you about it. So you have data and information on this person. And then you have one employee where you have zero data. You know nothing about this person based on walking them through this training. You, you, You don't know anything, right? Now, it's possible that the quiet employee who didn't say anything could be stronger. They could be the better candidate for the role. But when you think about making a bet on one of them, you're going to bet on the place where you have data and information. So if you had one employee who was engaged and showed you how they were taking in the material and you felt satisfied with that, there are very few reasons to take a risk on the unknown. And I really want you to think of meetings that you're in, especially when there are executives and especially when there are leaders and especially when your boss is in that meeting. I want you to think of those work meetings as like this mini training. When you are speaking, when you are engaged, when you are present, 
the leaders around you have information about you that they cannot get any other way. If you are quiet in a meeting, you could be having the most brilliant ideas in your head. You could be solving world hunger and world peace in your head. But if the person next to you is in the conversation and you're not, no one will ever know. And when you're silent in a meeting, unfortunately, it leaves people with a question mark, right? It's not that they think poorly of you. It's that they don't think anything of you because you haven't given them anything to think. And this is why presence, like I'm present, I'm here, I'm in the training, I'm engaged, I'm listening, I'm talking. That is why presence in meetings is so important because this is how you show people I'm there with you. I'm thinking about this. This is important to me. And you erase the question mark and you give people the confidence that you're there and you're thinking about it. And this is so foundational, but this is the difference between being silent and participating. This is why it's so important to participate even if you're not perfect. It's better to participate very imperfectly than not to participate at all because it is so hard to build your career on a question mark, right? If people have a question mark about you, they have nothing to go off of. And with leaders and executives, they are not with you in the day-to-day. They aren't watching you at your inbox. They aren't watching you do your work. They're with you in these rooms. That is the place where they observe you. And there are very few other places where they observe you. So it's like you get your time with them and that is your time to erase that question mark and fill it in with information. And even if you share things that are imperfect, they still know that you're engaged and that you lean into the content and the material. And that in and of itself is wildly powerful because being a strong leader isn't about having the best answers all the time. It's about getting results. And sometimes we get results just by showing up for the conversation, just by showing up for the hard thing. Like we think we need to be Einstein and have all these genius solutions. But most of the problems that we're solving in a business environment, like they're not wildly complex. Like they really don't require these crazy advanced levels of thinking. But I think so often you psych yourself out (laughs) into thinking that they do. So you don't share the more simple, obvious thing that really would have gotten you noticed. So that is the power of present. That is the first rung on the ladder. The most foundational piece is show people that you are present there by being a part of the conversation. Doesn't have to be perfect. Can totally be messy. Okay. The second one builds on this. The second one is thinking deeply. This is really, really important. So there are two ways to be in a meeting, right? You can kind of just be like watching everything, passive letting people talk, letting them do their thing. When is this meeting going to end? When is it going to be over? Or your mind can be deeply engaged with the problem at hand. You can be focused. You can be thinking about it. You can be thinking about it with the same level of urgency that you think about the things that matter most in your life. Here's how I think about thinking deeply. This is how I was. I don't know if this is how you were, but like when I was in college and like when I was younger, if I had a crush on someone, 
I was thinking deeply about ways to run into them, ways to facilitate talking to them and interacting with them. I was stalking them on the internet, right? Like I was engaged deeply. I was very determined to figure out how can I be around this person, right? I had a very, I guess my dating style was very like, I was very proactive. (laughs) I didn't wait for men to come to me. I think, I guess I'm an alpha woman. Like I was very out there and like really pursued men. And I ended up with a beautiful partner who loves that trait about me, but that's how I am. But I want you to imagine, like, even if you're not like me, I want you to imagine the urgency you felt when you had a really big crush on someone and you were like, where are they going to be? Can I run into them here? Like, what's an excuse to talk to them? That level of urgency is what you want to be bringing when it comes to the content and topic of the meetings you are in at work. It is as if this project that you're working on that you're trying to solve with these people is like your college or high school, like number one mega crush. And that is the level of thinking you bring to all of the information that's being shared. So in your mind, you're paying attention to what people are saying. You're linking it back to the problem. You're looking for connections. You're thinking creatively. When you are engaged this deeply, when you care this much, the quality of your contributions naturally get higher without you having to struggle to sound smart. Trying to sound smart is such a waste of time. It is such a waste of time. Instead of trying to sound smart, try to deeply care about the content and deeply care about the problem and the solution. When you deeply care about the content and the problem and the solution, you will sound smart as a byproduct of how deeply engaged you are. And when executives and leaders hear your contributions and you're making your contributions in a meeting from this place of being obsessed with the problem in the same way you would be obsessed with like a crush or whatever, whatever the things are in your life that you obsess about, they are going to see that this is how you engage with the work. And they're going to have a moment in their minds where they're like, damn, like, holy shiz. Like she's really digging into this. And what happens when you start doing this is you start seeing things that other people don't see. And when your leaders realize that you are seeing things that they didn't see, one of the first things they start thinking is we need to make sure to retain her. Because if they're missing things that you're seeing and the things that you see help them deliver better in their roles, it becomes in their interest to make sure that you are being given opportunities. And that's when they start like fighting over you and wanting you on their team and wanting to promote you because they know that you're able to do really high quality work in some ways, higher quality than they might be able to do. And when I talk about them being able to imagine you in a higher role in a promotion, this is like one of the most powerful things you could show them is the depth of your thought. You're thinking deeply. Okay. This third one is one of my favorite ones, and this is one that you will feel so powerful when you begin to do this. The third one is moving forward. Now, this is completely different than the first two. So present and thinking deeply, they're like cousins. Present is just speaking up in the room. Thinking deeply is engaging with the content as if it's the most important thing ever and speaking from that place. Moving forward is about being determined to keep the group and the conversation and the project out of stagnation. 
the default of what happens with a piece of work and a room full of people, unless there is a clear leader who has fully taken ownership of that work, if those conditions aren't there, then the default that happens with a group of people is stagnation. Conversations, projects, the things that you work on, they won't move forward on their own. The only way meetings productively move things forward is if there's someone in the room who views themselves as responsible for moving something forward. And here's the mistake that gets made. The mistake that gets made is thinking that you can only be moving something forward if it's literally your meeting and your agenda and you're the one in charge of the room. And while it's true that when you're in charge, you absolutely want to be moving things forward, moving things forward isn't so literal. It's not just about like, okay, if it's this person's meeting and their agenda, then they're moving it forward and I'm just like leaning back and passive. Because every person in that room, including the person who's leading the meeting, has finite brain space. They can't make all the connections of everything that's being said in the meeting and figure out all of the next steps and all the implications in real time because there's more information being shared than we can process because we're exchanging ideas and we're talking and we're looking at things, which means that even the best leader of a meeting isn't going to capture every single thing, isn't going to see every single thing. So if you notice stagnation is happening in a meeting and you speak in a way that moves things forward, you will stand out as having exceptional leadership capabilities. Let me give you a really concrete example. You're in a meeting and someone's sharing a project and everyone realizes that for part of the project, it's stuck. Like there's no way to move forward, right? So then everyone in the room starts brainstorming, how can we get unstuck? Like, how can we get this project unstuck? And they start thinking about that and people are throwing out ideas, throwing out ideas. And you notice that most of the ideas that are being shared actually like don't work because they don't meet the conditions that are required. So people are suggesting things that aren't going to work. And then you notice that one person suggests something that will work. Moving forward would look like you highlighting that person's suggestion and saying to the meeting room, everyone, we've been looking at all these ideas for how to get unstuck. And the one that Bob just shared actually fits with our requirements. We have an idea now that can actually work. What do we think about it? By you saying that, you moved everything forward and you helped the leader of the meeting. You made their job easier and you immediately position yourself as a leader. Maybe you're not the leader of the project, but when you start saying things like that and moving things forward, the leaders around you and your manager make a little mental note in their minds, a little check mark of like, oh shit, she's moving this forward. And you know what happens when you do that? This is the best thing ever. When you become the person who's always moving things forward, people start to learn that and notice that you are always moving things forward and they start to get really lazy. This is gold for your career. If people are getting mentally lazy in meetings and you are the one 
who is engaged intellectually in making sure that the ball keeps rolling, then what will happen is people are going to enter into rooms expecting you to do that, wanting you to do that, and looking to you as the leader more and more often. This is one of the best things you can do for your professional reputation. And let me tell you, this is not the same as being the person who does all the work. This is not the same. This is being the person who is moving the work forward and at the end of the meeting, telling each person what their assignment is. So moving things forward and being the leader in the room positions you as a person in charge and it also positions you as the person in charge without positioning you as the person to take on all the work and all the crap. And that is the goal that gets you ahead and helps you advance. So that is number three, moving forward. And now number four, possibly my favorite. I think a lot of you are going to really love this one. Number four is relentless. Relentless means that when you run into a barrier, you run into an obstacle, you just rush at it head on and you get so excited to solve it. So typically in work, like at work, in corporate, whatever, problems, barriers, obstacles come up. This often happens in meeting. You realize in the meeting there's an obstacle. And most people just kind of go, oh, (laughs) there's an obstacle. I guess we can't do it. The person in the room who is relentless is the person who refuses to stop at the obstacle. This does not mean that when you are in the meeting and a problem comes up, you have to have the answer. It just means that you're the person who says, are we sure there isn't some way to get past this? Have we thought of everything? You are being relentless. You are not allowing things to stop just because something challenging came up. And while there are certainly going to be times where the obstacle is going to prevent maybe you and the project from moving forward, there are going to be times where your relentlessness and your willingness to keep rolling everyone forward is going to result in a solution that wouldn't have otherwise been uncovered if you had not been a relentless voice in the meeting. And when you lead people to solutions that they wouldn't have arrived at if you weren't in the room, executives start wanting you in the room. And again, you don't have to have the answer. Sometimes you will. Sometimes you'll be able to solve the obstacle. But simply by being relentless and being the person who doesn't let the group move on and who encourages the group to think more deeply, you get credit for facilitating and driving towards the solution. All of these things that I'm sharing are things that help you stand out, things that help you show that you're unique, things that make you very valuable to an organization. And they're things that have leaders looking at you and thinking, oh shit, (laughs) I want her brain on my stuff. And when leaders start thinking that about you, that is when your career really begins to take off. And these are all simple behaviors that you can begin practicing in meetings. Like I said, present, thinking deeply, moving forward, relentless. You don't have to do them all at once. You don't have to be perfect at them. Sometimes you'll try them and you'll fail or you'll flop. That's okay. Keep going. Try again. As you do these things and as you practice being this powerful version of you in the meeting room, slowly it's going to become more comfortable. 
Slowly, it's going to start to click in. Slowly, you're going to get in a groove and a rhythm, and you're going to feel damn powerful in meetings. You're going to go from hiding and just feeling like you're trying to be really small and not be noticed to feeling like, oh my gosh, I can solve this whole damn thing. Just invite me to the meeting and I'll help. And when you feel that way, and when you get noticed for being that way, your career completely changes. Meetings are no longer these things that you hate, but they're this place where you get to bring your strength and your power to the surface and you'll begin to look forward to them. It is just amazing. I love watching this happen with my clients and I can see this moment where it clicks for them and they're no longer feeling so owned and overwhelmed and controlled by meetings. And it goes from feeling like the meeting controls them to they control the meeting even when it's not their meeting. This has nothing to do with whether it's your meeting or someone else's. It has everything to do with how powerful you feel and how much of a sense of agency you have. So to recap, we have present, thinking deeply, moving forward, relentless. If you put these into practice, they will change your career. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I had so much fun recording this. And if you're ready to go deeper when it comes to developing this powerful voice in meetings, I would love to have you join me in the Art of Speaking Up Academy. You can add your name to the waitlist by going to jessguzzickcoaching.com slash academy, and you will be eligible for early enrollment, which will open up next week. And I would love to have you take my free audio course, the most powerful woman in the room. If you liked this episode, you will love this audio course. It will help you tap into that leader who is inside you, that woman who is strong and bold and confident, who if you're listening to this podcast and this is resonating with you, it probably means that that badass powerful woman inside you is feeling ready to start coming out. And this course will help you with that. I will help you envision and dream up who you want to be as the most powerful woman in the room. And I will walk you through the six foundational building blocks for becoming that woman. You can sign up for the course at jessguzzickcoaching.com slash free resources, which I will put in the show notes. And that brings me to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful for you being part of this community. I am so thankful that you have trusted me (laughs) to give you this career advice. And I am so excited for what is next for you. I hope you have an incredible week and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.